0: Great one. Mark Levin, tonight at 7.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
0: The bill on Monday to which the Senate responded with a simplified bill. The House rejected that effort and voted to override Little on Tuesday. According to Idaho reports, after a few days of negotiations and multiple closed-door caucus meetings, the Senate took up the veto and a bill to address some of Little's fiscal concerns on Wednesday afternoon. Democrats on the Senate floor criticized the complexity of the whole affair from the original HB 292 itself to the trailer bill passed unanimously 20 minutes earlier to an anticipated JFAC appropriation now. Necessary to cover county public defense funding that was overlooked in the trailer. The move to override Little's veto passed the Senate on party lines, meeting the two-thirds bar necessary to override a veto. There you go. I don't understand a whole lot of what was said there, but that's the reason that we have <laughs> Idaho State Representative Jason Monks in here with us this morning, co-sponsor of House Bill uh, 292. And uh, also heavily involved because you are a member of the uh, Revenue and Taxation Committee and heavily involved in the negotiations uh, about what happened this week. So once again, we could have just talked about this, but I wanted to get you in here so that you could explain to us in layman's terms everything that happened this week. Uh, I found it interesting in social media. Somebody had posted uh, yesterday, legislature gives big, big middle finger to Governor Little.
1: Is that what you did? Oh I I definitely wouldn't say that. Um, I think we had a difference of opinion as far as the the right direction to move forward. Um, we thought uh, House Bill 292 was a great bill. It, it was when we started, we it was when we ended. Uh we're very happy with the the overall uh, where we landed on that. I mean, we ended up with historic tax relief for the for the public and we've figured out a way to provide some long-term um, funding options for school facilities as well. So, I mean, we we just, this is historic. This was great tax relief and uh, really proud of the efforts from the legislature. The uh, governor had said uh, he originally vetoed it because it was intermingled with a hodgepodge of policy items attached to it. Any validity to that? We accomplished a lot in that bill. Um, there is, yeah, there's truth to that. Uh, those were all good things that we took care of in that bill. Uh, every aspect of it was something that we thought was going to benefit the, uh, the people of Idaho. So, yeah, we accomplished a lot in that, Bill, and, and proudly so, I think. What did he not agree with? I mean, what, what part caused him to say hodgepodge instead of good job? Um, you know, one of the things that was brought up was the, the bonding aspect of Tecum, which is for our transportation funding. Um, when we went through the bill, we didn't see the problem. Uh, still, uh, after talking with the Idaho Housing Authority, they said, well, it, it really didn't cause a problem, but it could have delayed some of our projects in the future. Uh, we looked at that and said, okay, that's fine. We can follow that up with a trailer bill. That was the trailer bill to uh, to make sure that we didn't have any delays in those projects. And again, we were talking weeks as far as delays is all it was, but we decided we'll listen to that, uh, that criticism and we'll fix it. And so we did. And that's what we ended up doing. We, we, put a trailer bill just to make sure that we alleviated any of those additional concerns, uh, but the, the bottom line was we, we provided historic tax relief for the people of Idaho. For those people
0: who are uh, listening this morning don't know the inner workings of the legislature, and I'm not sure, maybe very few people know the inner workings, but uh, explain what a trailer bill does.
1: A, a trailer bill is basically a follow-up bill that is contingent upon the first bill passing. So if the first bill dies, the trailer bill does nothing. It's just attached to it. Um, You do that oftentimes. You do that a lot of times with appropriations too. That's what we'll do this morning. Sometimes you have to make sure that money follows exactly what the bill says to do, or a bill will set up a fund, and then uh, our appropriations committee will come back and put money into that fund. So basically there's no such thing as knocking over one domino correct everything that we do in the legislature seems like we're we're knocking over lots of dominoes and we have to go back and pick up the pieces if if uh, to make it work right now in the uh, original veto when it
0: it came back i know the uh, senate tried to put together a whole new bill which ended up dying so i don't even think it went over to the house side did it
1: it did it went over to the house side and we rejected the um the amendments on it uh, we had worked very hard with our senate friends over there to come up with a package deal that, that we wanted to have that we we'd all agreed to and uh, that was not something that had been agreed to ahead of time. And so we said, no, we're going to go back to our original agreement, which is what we did. And I'm glad glad that the uh, House uh, caucus saw fit to, to honor that original agreement. And in the end, the Senate saw fit to honor that original agreement. And so I'm, I'm uh, just really pleased that the legislature stuck together on this um, and worked, to, worked as a, a single legislative body to create policy. And that's really what the legislature is supposed to do the
0: legislature doesn't very often override the governor as a matter of fact um there was a veto earlier this year that looked like the original vote was veto proof but people changed their votes when it came to overriding the veto how often does this happen in the Idaho legislature do you know
1: after what what uh some of our research that we found i think it happened um in 2000, it was 16, 17 years ago. So once every 16, 17 years. Um, before that, I think it was <laughs> 1977 before that. Wow. So, wow. so it doesn't happen very often. There, I believe there was only one person, I could be wrong on this, but I, think, I believe there's only one serving legislator in the entire body right now who was present for the last veto override. Interesting. What, what bills is the governor now considering uh, for the next few days until you guys could actually adjourn? Uh, a lot of appropriation bills. Yeah. Those always come towards the end. It just is a long process to get them all done. And so the vast majority are appropriation bills. There are a few other uh, bills that we've sent over that were, that uh, I think will that he hasn't even got yet because we still have to finish in the House and the Senate to get them to them. But I believe there is the the bill dealing with protecting children from being um, permanently changed as, as youth. Uh, they, a lot of people call it the transgender bill. It really has nothing to do with that. It has to do with uh, children can't can't be chemically castrated or sexually changed before they're uh, 18 years old. Uh, that's I believe it's House Bill 71 as amended in the Senate. I believe that's one that's going to go to him here real quickly, and that will be obviously something that we'll be watching to see if if kind there's of, a veto on that. Kind of feels like it has something to do with being
0: transgendered, though, right?
1: Uh, oh, it does absolutely, but it's just whether or not you can you can you know. Chemically castrate a person before right. they're eighteen years old, and uh, you know we believe that, that that's not something that we should be doing until that's somebody's of, a, of age. We don't we don't yeah. let them go to the movies, uh, yeah. R rated movie, till they're seventeen for crying out loud. That and, is going to make some eighteen year eighteenth birthday parties really strange. I think you know that's uh, <laughs> that's to each their own. We just we just we just think that people should be mature enough to make those decisions before those things happen to them.
0: Um, another b- budgeting hasn't completely been done yet. Um, K through 12 education, and that's something that has to be done before you guys sign a die. Where where is the uh, legislature at on budgeting as of right now?
1: Um, we probably got the vast majority of them done. I think we did a couple education bills yesterday in the house that we passed. Uh, pretty good good margins; they were well supported on that. Um, there's a few more education budgets that still have to come through. I'm not sure we have a whole lot of contentious ones left. I think we've kind of worked out most of the details. If we if we rejected one of the budgets that wouldn't surprise me, but I think for the most part if I was a betting betting guy, I'd put some money on that that we'll have pretty much everything done today.
0: So, signy die today or will it be tomorrow or Saturday?
1: My guess is we will adjourn for the the 5 days. Uh, it it yeah. the, the governor has 5 days if we're in session to veto a bill. If we're not in session and we've already he died and he vetoes stuff, then it's a lot, hard, lot harder process for us to get back in and then see if we want to override those those vetoes. If if he overrides a or if he vetoes a budget, he will call us back right. uh, just because we need to make sure that we have our, our agencies funded.
0: I think I, I know the answer to this first part, but a two-part question for you. Um, since there's a good chance we might not uh, talk to you anymore, um, this session, um, what are you most happy with the job that the legislature did this year, and what are what's the thing that you're most frustrated that didn't get done, if there is anything?
1: Most happy, definitely about the tax relief package that we put together. Um, you know, I am extremely happy that we got the tax relief to the citizens of Idaho. But I'm I'm actually kind of equally happy that the legislature stuck together on this one. The House and the Senate fight so much on different issues, and this was an issue that we stuck together on, and that's because we'd worked so closely together all session long to come up with a deal, and that that I'm, I am really happy about. Um, most disappointed probably is the school choice that we did not get done. Um, that was a big priority for our legislative body. We had tried a lot of different options and we just never got anything to the finish line. And that was pretty disappointing that we did not, but, um, we'll keep working on that issue. Do you see that as number one priority starting out next session or is there going to be something else? I think if you ask today, that would be probably one of the top priorities, but there's always a summer and we find out (laughs) problems that come up and sometimes, you know, we'll address another big problem before that.
0: Well, for the first time in like 20 years, uh, Property tax, it looks like next year, won't be a priority going into the
1: legislative session. So you'll have a whole bunch of other time to work on other stuff, right? Very true. doesn't mean we won't put more money into it. Yeah. Um, we, we always can add to that and, and continue to provide additional uh, funding. I think the, the take-home message is, is we've got a minimum of $225 million this next year, um, potentially up to $375 million in property tax relief in the first year. Representative
0: uh, Jason Monks, thank you for making yourself available over the last few weeks to explain in layman's terms uh, what was going on. Um, I think a lot of people are really happy that uh, property tax bill was put through and you guys overrode the veto, uh, but much appreciate Thank you for uh, coming in and, and being available to our listeners.
1: Thanks for having me, guys.